Mindfulness is a way of befriending ourselves and our experience. These wise words were said by John Kabat-Zinn. To talk more about mindfulness, we have a really amazing guest whose wisdom will demystify all the myths you have about mindfulness. Hello and welcome to this special episode. I am your host Mitali Ohri and today we are joined by Tomas Trapella, who is a keynote speaker, flow and mindful movement teacher, extreme runner. and author of the book flow up get rid of anxiety stress and overwhelm and unlock focus creativity and joy he is currently on the move for his mindfulness ultra run challenge covering four continents 27 countries conducting 400 events his extreme challenges and work has been published in red bull new york post the daily mail fox tv and the list goes on national geographic is currently the official media patron for his challenge and upcoming ones So with all that being said let us welcome Tomas Trapella. Tom, welcome to Self Talk show. First of all I would like to applaud and wish you all the best for your mindfulness ultra run challenge and all your other upcoming challenges. Secondly I am very honored to have you as one of my podcast guests. To be honest it's one of my proudest moments. So Tom, would you please tell us about your flow up global mindfulness ultra run challenge? how it all started and what's the significance behind it i uh, thank you very much for having me on your podcast um it all started a few years ago when i was going uh, through a quite difficult time in my life i lost my business i got divorced i wasn't living with my two sons any longer and i have been in a quite bad mental state so i just wanted to improve my uh, mental health and i started running it was uh, early 2016 I'm actually running for the past uh, 18 maybe 20 years but I was running like half an hour twice a week just to clear my mind but then since the beginning of 2016 I increased my time which I was spending on physical exercises but um, I wasn't really interested in the you know the physical part of the uh, of the running um my interest was always in the Uh, how to improve uh, our mental health through um running and basically through the physical movement um my first big challenge happened in April, uh, April 2019 um i started running and making 5 million steps in 101 days it's supposed to actually be <laughs> 100 days but uh, i was one day late then after 3 weeks i started running the Uh, another challenge um 11000 kilometers nearly 7000 miles from Hanoi in Vietnam to Denpasar in Bali just with a the backpack then my third challenge um was to run 2500 kilometers through Scotland England and Poland and now um in uh, on a uh, 30th of September I started running the circumference of the earth the biggest challenge and uh, I I I think this is going to be uh the last big challenge um which I made. I started running from um New York um down the country to um Florida then I would turn uh towards um uh Texas Mexican border and run on the other side to San Diego and turning up 
to Portland. So I'm planning to run through United States until July 2023. At current time, when we record this podcast, I'm actually in Virginia Beach and I pass uh, a bit over 600 kilometers, so around 400 uh, miles. Then after I finish, the, the United States is the first stage after I finish uh, running through the United States. I have a one-month break, and then starting running through Asia from Hong Kong, um, 11,000 kilometers, so nearly 7,000 miles from Hong Kong to Bali, Indonesia. Then again, one-month break, and I'm running through Arabian Peninsula from U-shape, from uh, Kuwait to um, Egypt to Cairo. Uh, then again, one month break and I'm running through Europe. The Europe part will be the longest one. It's about 8,000 miles, 13,000 kilometers. Um, and in Europe, I will start from Greece, from Athens in Greece and finish in London. <laughs> and hopefully it will be um, March 2026 if everything goes according to the plan and I will complete uh, my run. So the, the entire challenge is planned for three and a half years, for 40 months, but we know how the life is. It never goes according to the plan. So, you know, I'm prepared that I may run a bit longer. But, you know, as I mentioned, um, I'm interested in mental health uh, and my run is not really about the running. It's about the mental health. Along the way of my running road, I'm conducting over 400 events at universities, colleges, businesses, government institutions. And out of those uh, 400 events, 100 of them will be the philanthropic events. I'm uh, uh, teaching people how to use mindful movement um, and active meditation to uh, remove flow blockers and create conditions for flow. So I'm teaching people um, how to use mindful movement to get rid of anxiety, stress and overwhelm and unlock focus, creativity and joy. Along the way of my running road, I'm uh, fundraising for UNICEF, helping people, helping kids in um, uh, Ukraine, Venezuela, Philippines, Yemen. So that's the region when I'm actually running through. Um, but the UNICEF um, helps, works in, uh, in um, all around the world, so we will be helping people, kids all around the globe. I'm supporting child protection and education, so um, there's a big, uh, you know, cause behind my um, running. Um, I'm building trauma-informed communities. I was struggling most of my life, uh, up to almost 40 years old, um, with uh, um, stress, anxiety, and overwhelm caused by a uh, few uh, traumatic experiences in my childhood. I managed to resolve this through mindful movement, and now I'm helping to other people do the same. Tom, you have come a long way facing a lot of difficult situations with all the courage while building your mental strength and also helping others, which is so brilliant. You are a true inspiration. Hats off to you. I'm sure our audience would love to know about your life journey. How did you discover your true self? Well, I'm probably similar like with most of other people when we make uh, big changes in our life. I go through a really hard time in my life and um, I decided that I need to change lots of things. It was at a time when, um, as I mentioned already, it was at a time when uh, I lost my business and I get divorced and um, I wasn't living with my two sons any longer. 
Um, that was a really close to a Christmas time, and I was terrified that um, I would have to spend my first uh, Christmas on my own. I didn't want, I'm originally from Poland, I lived for the past 21 years in London in the United Kingdom. I didn't actually wanted to go to Poland to my family. I didn't want to you know, spend Christmas with my friends in, uh, in London and keep repeating what happened and you know, say the story over and over. So um, uh, one day before the Christmas, I, I bought a ticket to Asia. I packed the bag with the books and go. I go on a, you know, I, I just want to disappear from the world. <laughs> so I go on an empty beach in Asia and I spend a month just reading the books. And, you know, down there on that empty beach, um, I took a notebook and I started making notes of what didn't work in my life, what I want to change and what I want to do to make that change. And I didn't know how to start, where to begin, but I decided that whatever will happen next, I will keep pushing myself to make as many changes in my life as I can and to finally become happy, to finally stop struggling with stress anxiety, overwhelm, with focus. And when I back to London after that month, um, I started from small things. I started from you know, wearing new t-shirt, different t-shirt, going, I sold the car and I started walking uh, to work, um, going to a different places where I've never been, um, you know, changing beer for, uh, for uh, water, changing coffee for tea, um, changing small little things, what I wear, my hair, how I talk, how I behave, what people I meet. And slowly it was, you know, from one small change to another small um, change. Um, and it just started working for me. I started feeling completely different way. I started being focused. I started, I mean, I become creative. I started writing my own book. Um, I started meditating. Um, you know, the, the, the breakthrough for me was when I discovered mindful movement and active meditation. I couldn't, you know, when I try sta standard traditional meditation, I couldn't sit for too long still. But the break, the absolute breakthrough was when I discovered mindful movement and active meditation. That is so amazing. I completely agree with you that small changes over time make a huge difference in our life. Butterfly effect really works. What according to you is mindfulness? You know, the, um, for me, the simplest mindfulness uh, definition is being present, is being fully aware of where we are and what we are doing and not, I uh, know, um, too much reactive, too much responsive or overwhelmed to what's going on around us. Uh, as I already mentioned, you know, I was struggling um, for a really long time, for almost 40 years of my life with the focus, um, anxiety, stress and overwhelm. Um, I felt anxiety with almost absolutely everything what was happening in my life and that was uh, really enabling me to stay focused on what I was doing at the current time. And the breakthrough came for me when I was running through Asia. And, you know, as I mentioned, I'm originally from Poland. I lived for the past 21 years in London <laughs> and we don't have many snakes in there. But when I was running through Asia, the snakes was absolutely everywhere. 
and some of them was really dangerous snakes and a few times I almost stepped on a snake. So and because you know I was always dwelling on the past or worrying about the future, um, barely focusing on the present uh, moment, um, it was kind of the life and death situation for me because when I was running for a few hours through the small road through the jungle, and you know no one was passing me for a few hours, if the snake will bite me, I may simply not get the help on time. So it was kind of the life and death situation and um, I started really paying a lot of attention to where I'm putting my feet, where I'm running. And um, and, I, and I kept running like this for, I don't know, several, several weeks. And at some point, um, I uh, started running crazy distances, like, you know, 70 kilometers, 80 kilometers, 90 kilometers, even 100 kilometers. One day was my absolute record when I, it was, it was actually day and night, uh, when I passed 138 uh, kilometers um, in one day. And not only this, um, I... Uh, when I you know, I was running just with a backpack with a laptop inside, uh, I did have to work after run um, to pay my bills. Uh, so then when I arrived to the hotel, I was able to you know, rest for half an hour, one hour, and then open my laptop and work for the next few hours. And I was highly focused on what I was doing. So I become curious how this is happening, why there is a, such a big shift in my life, in the way how I feel, and all those anxieties, stress and overwhelm disappeared. And then I started learning about this, I started you know, searching, and I discovered that actually I'm practicing mindful movement, active meditation, because I was focusing on my steps, on my breath, or on my body, on where I'm putting my uh, steps. So I was practicing mindfulness at that time. And that practicing mindfulness for extended uh, period of time, because it was usually a few hours a day, started getting me regularly into the state of flow. And when I was getting into the state of flow, um, you know, my um, nervous system was resetting and then the anxiety, stresses and overwhelms uh, was disappearing and I was open and clear for focus and creativity. So this journey is absolutely amazing. It happened totally accidentally, um, you know, <laughs> thanks to the snakes, I can say. Um, and then I just got curious uh, what is happening uh, in me because I never felt uh, that way. And I started learning about this. And then when I discovered um, what is actually happening and how uh, the whole process uh, goes, I created the coaching program. I started talking at the university still when I was running through Asia. Um, I was talking at 20 universities in uh, uh, Thailand, teaching people about mindfulness, mindful movement, flow, active meditation. And um, I started back then in Asia, I started write, uh, writing my first book. Uh, and now the book is ready uh, and will be published soon. So it was like you were unintentionally practicing the mindful movement. Let us discuss your book flow up. So what I understood from the book title and subtitle is to unburden oneself from all the heavy weights that we carry of anxieties and stress and to gear up our focus, creativity and joy, if I'm right. So can we say that this book be considered as a self-help manual? Does it also consist of some tools that you teach in your mindfulness programs? 
Oh yes, absolutely. It's a self-help um, uh, book. Uh, it's a guide how to use mindful movement um, to unlock focus, creativity, uh, and joy. The book title is a flow up, get rid of anxiety, stress, and overwhelm, and unlock focus, creativity, and joy. And you know, um, I wrote the entire book for my two sons. I have two sons at current time. They are um, um, 10 and 17 years old. And um, when I um, discovered that I don't need to feel um, all the time anxiety, stress and overwhelm, that I can actually be focused the whole day, whole, um, doesn't matter if it's if it's work or if it's time with the family or if it's time with the friends or if it's time just for myself. I when I discovered that you know I don't need to dwell on the past or worry about the future, I started reading more about the subject. Like you know, last year I I read um, over twenty four uh, books on the subject, and I discovered that. Um, all of those anxieties, stress and overwhelms are the results of our past traumatic experiences. And most of the people, they don't really know what it means to have traumatic experience, but the statistics um, um, says that at least 70% of the entire population at some point in their life, they experienced um, traumatic events. You know, when we think about the traumatic events, we think about, you know, experiencing the war or um, living with, um, I know, parents who are who was um, drinking a lot of alcohol, um, um, having the experience of domestic violence, um, etc. And of course, that's a, um, a traumatic events. But the traumatic events can be as simple as you know being questioned at the age of eight by your teacher in front of your class and saying your unpopular opinion on popular subject than being criticized by your teacher and laughed out by your uh, classmates. This may be your traumatic experience. And, you know, each human is completely different. We feel different way. And what is uh, the traumatic experience for me may be absolutely nothing for you and the other way um, around. So we all go through the traumatic experiences. And if we don't heal those pa past traumatic experiences, we may uh, be affected by, by those traumatic experiences for the entire life. So let me give you the example. Um, at the age of 10, you run with your colleagues after the school, you fell down and you break your knee. Um, maybe not break, but, but injury um, your knee. The years ago, it was very painful. The years gone, now you are 30 or 40 years old. You completely forget about the um, accident which you did have uh, many years ago, but the memory of the pain exists somewhere in your subconscious mind. It was never held. So um, uh, now when you are 30 or 40 years old, you are going for a run and subconsciously you are bringing the memory of this painful experience when you was a kid, when you was running and collapsing and when you felt that strong pain in your knee. And uh, now you are starting feeling that pain in your knee only because you expect this, because that painful memory is existing still somewhere in your subconscious mind. So, you know, I learned that if we don't heal those past traumatic experiences, 
then um, they may affect us for the entire life. Not only this, we may pass them onto our kids, onto the next generation. And as I mentioned, I have two sons and I didn't want my sons to feel the way how I felt for most of my life. So I created the guide for them, how they can use mindful movement to heal from the past traumatic experiences, to get rid of anxiety, stress and overwhelm and unlock focus, creativity and joy. And I dedicated the entire uh, book to my two sons. Tom, I'm sure your book will help many. How can we implement mindfulness in our daily activities? For example, one of your blogs that caught my attention was Mindful Teeth Brushing Exercise. So would you like to share about it as well? Yes, so you know, many people which I'm teaching uh, mindful movement and active meditation, they are saying to me after trying once or or twice uh, the exercises, they are saying to me that, oh, this is not working because I was um, thinking all the time. I was doing the shopping list or thinking how to respond to email or thinking what I have to do today, how many uh, responsibilities I I have. I was uh, uh, repeating the conversation with mother, with friends, uh, with uh, work colleagues. So my mind was busy with absolutely everything. Uh, except for uh, focusing on the present moment, except for you know, meditating, whether it's a sitting meditation or, or the active meditation. And, you know, this is absolutely normal. We have to understand that every human have between 40,000 to 70,000 thoughts a day. We are simply not aware of those thoughts. Um, you know, they are happening in our subconscious mind anyway is our biology, you know, the challenge is not to uh, not having those thoughts, but to not being affected by uh, those thoughts, to, uh, you know, kind of the filter um, uh, them. So uh, I'm teaching people, it's, you know, it's hard to um, practice um, meditation, uh, start from practicing meditation for 20 minutes or half an hour um, a day at a time. So I'm teaching people to um, implement meditation into activities which they already do. So it's not something that I have to separate time for the activate uh, for the meditation, but they already do those activities, and then they add another habit to the to the existing uh, um, activity. So they add um, like, for example, mindful tooth um, uh, brushing. So the challenge here is that. Um, um, you practice this um, mindfulness uh, exercise only for two, three minutes a day um, in the morning and in the evening when you brush your, your uh, tooth. And, um, you know, it, it will be difficult at the beginning. You may discover that actually uh, during those two, three minutes, you are losing focus many times. And this is absolutely normal. And you have to understand that when you notice that you lose the focus, it means actually that this meditation works for you because you started noticing the thoughts which you have anyway in your subconscious mind, those 40,000 to 70,000 thoughts. It may become a bit overwhelming at the very beginning because you may notice uh, that you have a very negative self-talk. You may notice that you think very bad things about yourself 
And this is actually the great thing because when you are aware of something, what is happening in your subconscious mind, you can start changing it. If you have those 40 to 70,000 thoughts a day and you are not aware of them, you don't really know what those thoughts are about, they are affecting, they may affect your life badly. You may end up doing things which you don't want to do because you are driven by those subconscious self-talk. So I can give you the simple example of how to practice um, mindful toothbrushing. So simply when you go uh, for, for a run, uh, when you go, <laughs> I'm a runner, uh, so when you when you go, but you know, to, to practice those mindful tools, you don't need to be um, a runner. You don't have to actually do uh, um, any sort of the sport. I'm recommending to do it, but you can Im simply implement those mindful tools to any sort of the physical uh, movement, for example, like uh, brushing your tooth. So when you put the toothpaste on a, on a brush, just focus on what's happening ne next. So what is the color of your toothpaste? toothpaste. What can you hear? Pay attention to your arms moving from side to side and the sound of the toothbrush against your teeth. Are you moving your toothbrush in a circular motion or up and down? You don't need to think about it. It's more about being present and noticing all those things. So now focus on the sensations. How does toothpaste smell? What is the flavor? How does it feel like on your tooth? Does it taste strong? Do you like the toothpaste? No, just try to be focused on everything what is happening during the next two, three minutes when you, when you brush your tooth. If you lose your attention, don't criticize yourself, don't judge yourself, just acknowledge it, uh, label it by saying thinking and come back to the same activity. Now, if you implement those mindful movement tools, to many activities throughout the day, like for example, the toothbrush, like for example, to paying attention to drinking coffee, like for example, to paying attention to putting your clothes on, to paying attention to lacing your shoes, to paying attention for three minutes when you walk to work, pay attention how you put your steps, how it feels when you're putting your steps um, on the ground, or how, how, or pay attention to your breath, well, breath in, breath out when you walk to, uh, to work. Then pay attention for three minutes when you're eating your lunch. Pay attention for three minutes when you're cooking. Pay attention for three minutes um, when you're talking with your child. Pay attention for three minutes when you're taking shower or bath in the evening. So, you know, you don't have to push yourself to make 20 or 30 minutes time uh, for sitting meditation, for sitting still. It's really hard to implement that, uh, that meditation if you have to separate 30 minutes just for sitting. It's much easier if you implement mindful movement active meditation for two, three minutes, uh, five times per day. But you have to, um, you know, plan this. You have to um, say to yourself that, okay, um, I want to implement this mindful movement, active meditation activities to five different activities throughout the day. Uh, take, uh, you know, yellow uh, post notes, uh, put in those places where you want to practice those uh, activities. So for example, the kitchen cupboard 
on a shoe cupboard, on a mirror in, in your bath, on a door um, um, to, to your shower. And remember to practice those mindful movement tools for three minutes three, uh, throughout the day. And what will start happening is that you will train your mind to stay in the present moment. Thank you for sharing one of your mindfulness tools with us. One can easily implement this practice in his or her daily activities, thereby increasing their focus. How does childhood trauma or any traumatic experience affect our mental health? Can an individual identify the symptoms regarding it? How can they deal with the triggers that sometimes take over them and their situation? So let me explain this on a very simple um, example and I will give you also the, the exercise how to resolve this. I already mentioned about this example about the uh, ninjere, but let me explain this uh, properly. So our minds and body are constantly communicating with each other. You know, our thoughts influence our emotions and our emotions have a direct impact on our bodies. Now the research shows that our mind can create real and measurable changes in the body, but this is also working the other way around. So we can harness the power of the body to heal our mind. The study shows that part of the prefrontal cortex is activated during pain. And the same areas of the brain are involved in executive functions like attention and execution of high order tasks. It simply means that sometimes we can feel physical pain only because we expect it to feel. So, you know, what does it mean in our daily life? Perhaps at the age of the 10, when you were running with your classmates, you fell down and experienced a painful ninjere. Years gone, now you are 40 years old, you have completely forgotten about the injury which you did have, a, you know, 30 years ago. But the memory of that pain um, you felt in your knee still exists in your subconscious mind. So when you go for a run subconsciously, you simply expect to feel the pain, and so you do, which blocks you from running regularly or faster or longer distances. But the great news is that our mind learns by repetition. And um, so if you respond to that pain this way at current time, that probably is because you already respond the same similar way for many uh, years, and that was caused with that first painful experience which you did have a, a 30 years ago. But we can rewrite that script with a simple mindfulness exercise. The research shows that we can become better um, um, when we expect, that we can feel better when we expect to uh, be better. This is the power of belief. So when our body expects to get better, it sends the messages to start healing processes and hormones neurochemicals and immune cells are released. So today I will uh, um, teach you a very simple mindful um, exercise. So mindfulness is about accepting what is here right now as best as we can, including pain, so we can release tension and be more responsive to what comes next. So you know, you know next time, when you go um, for a run, you can implement those three very simple steps. So number one, step number one, acknowledge and observe without judgment. So what that means? Let's say that you run and feel pain in your knee. Instead of getting nervous, you know, upset and saying to yourself, I knew it, that them knee pain again, 
or resisting the pain and pretending that it's not existing, simply acknowledge the pain. So say in your mind, okay, I feel pain in my knee and I will watch it for a bit and try to recognize if it's indicating injury. So don't judge, don't judge this pain, acknowledge your pain and observe it, look at it with curiosity and try to learn from your pain. Step number two, accept the pain. So say in your mind, you know, to yourself, it's okay, it's normal, I'm running 10 kilometers today and I may feel a bit of pain. It was my choice to go for a run today and now I choose to finish it. And step number three, assigned pain as a trigger for gratitude. So each time when you feel pain, think about three things that, that uh, you know, happen at, um, during the run or, or, or today uh, that you are grateful or, and look for a very simple thing. So it may be, for example, I'm grateful that I already passed eight kilometers. I'm grateful that I see that beautiful tree in front of me. Or I'm grateful that um, it's so green around me. So look for very simple things to be grateful for. And each time when you feel pain, repeat the same mindful exercise, but think about the three new things which you are grateful for. So, you know, in most cases, pain will disappear as soon as you accept it. With, with um, um, you know, what is actually happening is that you are rewriting the negative script which you already have in your mind um, and train your mind to look for positive patterns each time when you feel pain. If you keep practicing it, it will become automatic. And instead of starting negative self-talk, you will start thinking positively, which will get you into a good mood, you know, instead of the grumpy mood. And because our mind learns by love patterns, um, and learns by repetition, with time and practice, your mind will start looking for those positive patterns in all areas of your life. You may, that's the example of how you can implement this exercise, mindful exercise to physical pain, but you can use the same exercise to implement it to mental pain. For example, when you feel anxious or stressed, you may apply the same three steps and it will work the same way. We have to remember that our that the pain starts in the brain. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, physical pain, um, mental pain or the emotional pain. It all starts in the brain and it's usually related to the script which we have already written uh, from our past traumatic experiences. You can uh, implement the same exercise when you feel uh, emotional pain. For example, you feel lonely, you miss someone, or you have a broken heart um, because you've been rejected uh, in love. You can implement exactly the same exercise to any kind, any sort of the pain. Tom, that was brilliantly explained. I'm sure the mindfulness tool that you have shared will definitely help our listeners. Would you like to tell us about your philanthropic work? Yes, absolutely. I you know my philanthropic effort started when I was running um, my first big challenge to make 5 million steps in 101 days. I was running this challenge in a few different uh, islands in Asia. And when I landed in um, Manila, it's a capital city of Philippines, I, um, I was in shock. Uh, you know, I, when I was running, I was running through uh, 
not only the tourist beautiful touristic places but uh, through the small villages uh, you know like the corners of the cities and what i seen in manila was uh, was terrified i seen kids sleeping uh, you know on a, in a carton boards below the bridges uh, eating food from the uh, trash and it all was happening just next to the huge beautiful uh, skyscrapers and you know the gap between the rich people and the poor people in Filipinas was uh, was shocking and uh, when I was running I was running uh, always with a small backpack and with some you know, snacks inside my backpack and, and, and drink water and when I stopped to um, eat something when I remove it from my backpack there was no chance to eat it so within the seconds there was a dozens of kids around me begging for for whatever I did have for those snacks um, and I didn't I, I never managed to eat it myself in Manila uh, because I did understand that maybe it's the only food which those kids um, have during the day and uh, it was terrifying me it was terrifying me to the level that uh, I actually escaped from Manila two three days I go to Cebu Island um, uh, to a beautiful tourist tourist place and I felt really bad that I move away from uh, Manila but at that time I couldn't do anything um, but I promised to myself that I would come back to Filipinas and I promised to myself that I would do whatever it is in my power to help kids like this um, to help them when there are kids and to help them later to heal those past traumatic experiences. Um, so, you know, when, when I'm a one person, it's hard to do something on your own, but I'm on a mission to reach out to billion people with my message and help them improve their mental and emotional uh, well-being. My message is very simple. I believe that each of us should have the same chance to be the life we are proud to live regardless of our past experiences. I'm running now the circumference of the earth, nearly 25,000 miles from New York to London, supporting child protection and education. For the duration of my run, I commit to fundraise for UNICEF at least 1 million US dollars. I hope it will be <laughs> much, much more. And I want to help to kids in Ukraine, Venezuela, Yemen, and the Philippines, of course, and many other countries when, uh, where UNICEF operates. I commit to volunteering my time in at least 100 events, um, build trauma-informed communities along the way of my running road, and teaching people how they can use mindful movement to heal their past um, traumatic uh, experiences. And that's, uh, you know, become the uh, purpose of my life and that become um, this is what is actually you know driving me to wake up in the morning put my shoes on and run that next 30 or 40 40 miles um, uh, daily i really hope people join you and contribute to your mission of child protection and their education helping them live a better life how can our listeners contribute to your brilliant humanitarian mission of creating global change Oh, it's very simple. Run with me. You don't need to run in, in person with me, but run virtually with me. Um, you can go to my website, www.tomash.com. 
T O M A S Z Drybala D R Y B A L A dot com, and there is a, a sub page Runners for UNICEF. Just go there and uh, read the explanation. It's the three steps. So simply run with me, for example, five kilometers. You can. You know, get in touch with me, and maybe you can catch up me somewhere along the way of my running road, or you can simply do it virtually. So the step one, uh, run with me, for example, five kilometers. Step two, donate, for example, five pounds or five dollars or whatever you can, to directly to UNICEF. I have a, a just giving um, page connected directly to UNICEF, so all the money goes straight to the uh, charity. And then step three, share it. So share this information uh, with your community, with your social media followers, and help me spread the word about the actions. You know, there is a 620 million um, runners, active runners around the world. So imagine if we can inspire at least 10% of the runners, 62 million runners in, uh, you know, if all of them would donate one dollar or one pounds, imagine how much we can uh, rise for kids which really need our helps. So I will be, you know, over the moon if, um, you know, any numbers of the people will uh, engage with me and will join my action. Any message you would like to leave us with? So my message to Simple is very simple. I believe that each of us should have the same chance to be the life we are proud to live, regardless of our past experiences. This simply means that whatever happened in your life, um, whatever you experienced, you may move on, you may heal from those past traumatic experiences. You may be whoever you want to be and you may do in life whatever you want to do. You just need to make the decision to you know, put that shoes on, go for a run and never stop. Now for me, you don't have to identify with me uh, when I'm running now 25,000 miles. I, I didn't start from running 25,000 miles. For me, it was few years ago, it was really difficult to make those first few steps, to make those first five kilometers. But I make this decision that I will change my life and I will not stop until I am in a place when I want to uh, be. And I'm not saying here about any you know, financial rewards. I'm saying here about uh, how we feel you know, emotionally, mentally, and uh, physically. Now, if you feel anxiety, stress, and overwhelm, you can resolve this. You can heal those past traumatic experiences and you can unlock focus, creativity, and joy and live the life the way how you want to live it. So don't give up. Make those few first steps and simply never stop. Just keep making them. That's a wonderful message, Tom. Thank you for your time. It was lovely having you on the show. And also, I'm very grateful to you for choosing Self Talk Show as a medium to discuss your humanitarian mission and your work. Support Tom in fulfilling his mission following three very simple steps mentioned in his website. Find the link of his website in the episode description. So with this, we come to an end of this episode. Hope you liked it and the feedback would definitely do wonders. I would really appreciate it if you can subscribe to Self Talk Show 
More episodes and more awareness is coming your way, so stay tuned and keep self-talking. You can reach out to me for questions, queries or suggestions at www.selftalkshow.com or email me at showselftalk at the rate gmail.com or through social media pages on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Thank you again and see you with another episode.